Hi, hello, how are you? Welcome, sunshine, to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Jabell, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, transformational nutrition coach, registered diagnostic medical sonographer, and successful six-figure entrepreneur. I am obsessed with helping women navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively up-level your life starting today. I'm dating someone who's nearly perfect in my eyes. One thing though, they hide their phone from me. They delete messages to their boss or ex and then lie about it to me after I've seen them. They also go on their phone at night and then when I wake pretend to be sleeping and try to put their phone down quietly. It's gotten to the point where they no longer leave their phone anywhere for me to be able to see. The bathroom, the bedroom, the garage. This really hurts. Why would someone do this? They ask me to move in and I'm having some really hard mental challenges with this phone thing. I'm trying to think that they're innocent, but who hides their phone like that? They are so perfect in so many other ways. Does this sound familiar? Or maybe not at all? I have a feeling there is some moment in your life where this has crossed your mind, especially with the way we have normalized being on our phones like up to seven hours a day, which is insane. Now, this could go two ways. Maybe you're the one hiding your phone. Maybe you're the one trying to investigate. I don't know. If you watch CSI, I feel like everybody loses. But you can't have the best of both worlds, okay? You can't be getting attention from a ton of other people and hiding messages and stuff like that and expect to have a healthy relationship. You also can't be the one who's trying to sneak and read all these messages and look over your partner's shoulder and check their phone while they're sleeping. You can't do that either. And I'm not here to judge because I've been on both sides of the coin. But when Justin's name becomes Carissa in your phone, and then your partner says, honey, who's Clarissa? Oh, or Carissa. Oh, a new friend. Um, yeah, you don't, you haven't met her yet. Okay. So you can't rename them Jessica because Jessica's your best friend and you can't get those names mixed up in your phone. So you make them somebody else's name. Or maybe worse, you know, that little half moon, the do not disturb Yeah, maybe you put their messages on silent. So when their text messages come through, they can't see. It doesn't pop up on the home screen of your phone. Or maybe you're the other person. You're the private investigator. (laughs) If you're looking, honey, you're going to find. You're talking to a former private investigator right here. You guys didn't know that about me, did you? You truly always find what you're looking for, you guys. And... Maybe right now you're you're in the middle of this, or maybe this isn't even close to your heart, but somebody that you've labeled perfect or nearly perfect that has a habit of hiding their phone, it's definitely eroding trust, right? So I read this story about I'm dating somebody who's nearly perfect. One thing they hide their phone, the, the way I just started this podcast. And I was like, wow, holy crap, I can relate to this. And I always ask myself when I catch people doing this, I'm like, why would someone do this? But I've done it before too. I have changed somebody's name in my phone before because I didn't want my partner to know who I was talking to. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm not going to lie to you. 
But there's something we need to acknowledge. When we tell ourselves the story that somebody is perfect or nearly perfect, it allows us to justify or minimize what can be massive red flags. So whoever you're dating right now, you're not perfect. They're not perfect. Drop the word. To say they were so perfect, but is just usually a story we tell ourselves instead of dealing with the real issue. Because somewhere along the line, somebody taught you that it's okay to excuse this little thing and that little thing. And, oh, they have so many good qualities and they love my dog. And, okay, honey, stop. Now, I have real compassion for anyone in this situation because it sucks to feel disappointed by somebody you love. It does. The person you thought would never do it to you is the one that does it to you, right? So... Why do you hide your phone? Why do you hide it? We really don't know why. We can make assumptions. Deep down, we know our own reasons why. Sure, it's a form of privacy. I've dated uh, people in the past and I, they always give me a hard time about my privacy screen on my phone because it's one of those screens where you cannot see it from any angle. And I can't even remember why I initially did that. Oh, because Zag has great screen protectors and I liked their privacy one. It was the only one they had in stock at the time when I first got it and I got hooked on it. Now, does your partner need to read your phone? Probably not. But then why would somebody feel the the need to hide it? Some of the best relationships that I've come across over the past couple of years are two people that are like, hey, babe, this person just slid in my DMs. Look at this. And I love that. And so when I entered into my last relationship, that's what I told him. He's like, you have 15,000 followers on Instagram. I'm sure you get all these inappropriate DMs. And I can just sense some insecurity there or some things that had happened in the past. And I was like, you know what? That's a crappy feeling. I don't want you to feel that way. Let me show you my messages. Like, honestly, you guys, you get what you put out. And I put out a lot of good energy, I feel. And I don't get a bunch of naughty, crappy, weird things in my DMs. Very rarely do I get something that's inappropriate. So I have no problem with my partner picking up my phone and scrolling through it. Now, in the past, I can't say that that would have been the same. They could read any message or post today because I'm secure and I know I haven't done anything wrong and I'm not leading anybody on and I'm not doing anything to get attention because right now in this part of my life, I realize that if I want a relationship to work, I can't expect the grass to be greener on the other side. I have to give it 150% because it's easy to fall back into what's comfortable. It's easy to text that guy out in California that I know is still in love with me. It's easy to text my ex-husband that lives in the same state as me now and be like, hey, you want to grab a drink? You know, it was just all that stuff could be easy, right? I don't want easy. I want to know that we're in this together and I wouldn't want him doing that. So why would I justify doing that? So when we feel the need to hide, it's usually because we know we're in the wrong or we're doing something kind of shady or we're, we're afraid of what people think of, of what people will think of our behavior. So even now I'm trying to think of a rational reason why somebody would hide their phone and I can't come up with one. Maybe they're wronged in the past by an intrusive or jealous ex. I get that. There are some very controlling people out, out there and they have to deal with a lot of childhood trauma and stuff that they've been through in order to not be that way. And maybe they've constantly overstepped their boundaries. So you enter into this next relationship and you're like, mm-mm, honey, ain't nobody seeing my phone. I'm misindependent. Mm-mm. But even so, it's still hard to justify hiding your phone or staying up late and texting. Like you should not be texting in bed. Your bedroom is for sleep and sex. And then deleting the messages. Oh, damn. Pretending like it never happened. Y'all, that is not healthy. And if you're doing that, walk away from your current relationship. Clearly, it's not serving you. Clearly, you're not giving them what they deserve. You're not getting what you deserve. It's okay to walk away. But instead of dealing with all that, you just hide your phone. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of very personal experiences because I think everybody can learn from me. Um, 
I was married, obviously, back in 2017. And the one of the very last fights we had, now we had some issues, okay? Uh, a lot of issues. And that's okay. Like we're, I, I wish him nothing but the best. I think he's a wonderful person, but he was not my person. And I remember one night we got into bed and I was like, something's not right. My intuition is always right. Okay. Something's not right. He is just glued to his phone. I mean, to the bathroom. I mean, every, everywhere. Get up from the couch. It's got to go with him. Go into the kitchen. It's got to go with him. Go outside. It's got to go with him. Go to I don't, anywhere. It was just glued to him. And I'm like, okay, he wasn't always like this. So what's going on? And he was sleeping one night and I got up to go to the bathroom and it was like two in the morning. This was the very end of our marriage. And I was like, something's not right. And I unplugged his phone and I walked into the hallway and I was sick, sick to my stomach. I was like, you don't want to look, you don't want to look. And y'all, there was messages. I don't, I will never repeat anything that I saw, but I could have taken about 30 screenshots from more than four to six different women inappropriate things that were said. Like I just knew. Okay. And I'm not saying we weren't on the way out. We were going to counseling. We were trying all these things. Right. And I had started talking to somebody else. Like we both kind of, it's just, it was unhealthy. But even prior to me taking this phone, his phone and looking at it while he was sleeping, I had looked at his phone in the past. And that's kind of really what started the down spiral, the spiral down of our marriage. Cause I was like, no, I will never accept this. Like I'm going to be good enough for somebody. It was really, it was a slippery slope, right? You always find what you're looking for and hurt people hurt people. So if you're not healing yourself before you enter into your next relationship, you're going to relive the same exact thing over and over. You can run as far away as possible. I've done it. I've moved across the country. I've done all the things. Your problems, you guys, they're there waiting for you. And so the important part of dating or being married is never leave your heart. Don't step out of alignment with yourself for anything or anyone. Stay in truth with who you are. You can't deviate from your path to accommodate others, other people's lack of integrity or truth. And you know the weirdest thing? I tend to date people who um, their love language is personal touch and words of affirmation. Two of the hardest things for me. Now, the last person I dated, I love him for this because I learned how to love again. And I allowed my walls to come down and I loved personal touch, like uh, physical touch more than ever before. I was like, wow, this is like really nice. Somebody wants to like hug me all the time or cuddle on the couch or whatever. I was like, I used to think that was annoying because my ex-husband was like that too. And then years go by and you're just a different person, right? But the other, the thing with that is, is like when we had a disagreement or we were apart for a while, I'm like, well, if words of affirmation is his love language and physical touch, and I'm not giving him either of those things, where is he getting it from? So too much of my marriage from years ago was coming up in this relationship. And so I got back from a trip and I was like, something's not right. And I hadn't felt this feeling in a very long time. And I didn't want to feel it again. And I'm telling you this because like we repeat our patterns until we look within ourselves and realize you have control over this. You need to heal you first. And he wasn't, he was taking his phone everywhere and I was noticing it and I was like, damn, not again. Don't do it, Sean. Don't look at his phone. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I kept saying, don't do it. One evening I was sitting there and I was like, okay, I couldn't even remember his password because I never have gotten into his phone. I've never even looked at it. Like I've never had any desire to. 
And I had this feeling and I looked and there were some things that were said about me that were not very nice. And there were some inappropriate things that, you know, you can take it one of two ways. To me, if you're talking to anybody else while you're dating somebody, that's cheating. I don't care what you say. I don't care. That's just my, that's, that's my definition of cheating. You should not be getting attention from anywhere else, anybody else. So old me would have lost my mind, literally thrown the phone, gone crazy. I didn't. I sat with it for a while. And then I brought it to his attention. I was like, hey, like I had this bad feeling and um, I, I saw these messages. And all he was hung up about was how I saw the messages. Did, did the girl send them to me? Did I look at his phone? Whatever. He got very hung up that very, he felt very, like he was very intruded by me looking at his phone when I finally did tell him I did look at his phone. Cause I was like, at first I was like, that's not important. And it was important. But at the mo in the moment I was like, no, we need to figure this out. Like, why are you talking to somebody else? And why are you saying these things? Like thought we were working through things, whatever the case may be. So I fell back into an old pattern and I looked at his phone and I shouldn't have done it. And I found what I was looking for and we broke up and that was that. Now, was there more of the story than that? Yeah. But the title of this podcast is why is your partner hiding their phone? Now you don't know why. However, how you react, you can control that. What could I have done differently? That's what I'm about in my life right now. Okay. I could have sat him down and been like, so I've noticed you've been bringing your phone everywhere you go. This is bringing up old feelings uh, from my marriage and it's giving me the urge to want to look at your phone. And I don't want to look at your phone because I trust you. Is there something you need to tell me? Boom. Could have been completely different. Now I'm not saying we were meant to be together. I don't know what the future holds. I don't know any of these things, but I'm being transparent with you guys because I could have handled that differently. Now, how do they respond? I don't know. That's not for me to control. But you need to pay attention too. Are they open to having a conversation? Do they jump down your throat? Do they gaslight you and say things like, you need to relax, take it easy, mind your own business. I have a right to my privacy. Watch how they react. People show you and tell you exactly who they are every day, you guys. You don't have to guess. They're showing you. They're telling you. And it can be easy to fall into the trap of potentially narcissistic partners really can be. It's like that Shaggy song where he sings how his partner caught him with the girl next door, but he pleads, it wasn't me. (laughs) You can have all the evidence in the world and still meet resistance from the other person. Literally all the evidence in the world, they'll deny it. Or maybe they're manipulative and they turn it back on you. Excuse their behavior and you took them back. What are you doing? No, you just told them, hey, it's okay if you do that. I still will be here for you. Uh Uh-uh. That's a huge intuitive red flag telling you to get curious and understand why this is happening and why would somebody do this to you, but yet still continue to excuse it. No. If you're scared that it's going to be the end of your relationship, it's probably the end already. This is probably just the tipping point. So you owe it to yourself and your relationship to have the conversation. Don't follow in my footsteps. That's why I love this platform because I'm here to tell you about the mistakes I'm making, what I'm learning, and maybe you can take something away from it. And that's one of the promises I made to myself in my 20s. Have every hard conversation, especially the ones you don't want to have. Because if you're thinking of sharing your life with somebody or moving in together, you're going to come up against conflict. And these little bumps in the road, if you make mountains out of them, That's going to be your whole relationship. So figure out how to do 
life in a healthy way, how to navigate conflict in a healthy way. You can't move in with somebody when there's no baseline of trust. And in the long run, it's not worth stepping out of your own integrity and your own truth to accommodate somebody else's lack of integrity and truth. So stay in truth of who you are. But remember, you're only in control of what you do and how you react. And before you speak, ask yourself, is it kind? Is it necessary? Is it true? Work on becoming the best version of yourself. Be proud of yourself. You know what I'm proud of myself for? I look back at what just happened a few months ago with my recent breakup. And I was like, huh, you could have done that so different. It's okay. You're not a bad person. I looked in the mirror. I said, I love myself. I love myself so much. But you're learning how to effectively communicate. And you fell back into a pattern there. You blamed them. You said that they were too much like your ex-husband. You did all these things. You pointed the finger. But when you can see through healthy, healed, and whole eyes, you approach dating with a clear vision. Your vision is clear and you create a path for a better experience. And people find you. It all starts with your preparation to become better. So how we speak to people, how we manage conflict, how we apologize, how we show compassion, how we sit in humility, and how we leave clothes on the floor or dishes in the sink or the toilet seat up, that's going to be the same whether it's in our own company or the company of somebody else. This is why it's important to become the right person to attract the right person. So start becoming. I love y'all so much. Please be kind, give back, do all the things. You're a good human. The world needs you just as you are. Drink your water, eat your veggies, smile.